This episode is sponsored by Santa Cruz Works. Santa Cruz Works is a local nonprofit building a healthy tech ecosystem. Grow your business, find funding, and learn about jobs, news, technologies, and events at santacruzworks.org. Santa Cruz local listeners get a 10% discount on Santa Cruz Works memberships. You also get a 50% discount to the Wednesday, July 10 New Tech Meetup with David Vick of Zappos. Just use the discount code Santa Cruz Local. That's all one word, all caps. I'm Kara Meiber Guzman, and this is Santa Cruz Local. It's a Sunday afternoon, and I'm at Garfield Park on Santa Cruz's west side. Standing next to the playground is Carol Polhamus. She's a retired educator. She's holding a clipboard and a sign that says, sign petitions here. Polhamus wants to recall two Santa Cruz City Council members, Drew Glover and Chris Crone. Polhamus is one of dozens of volunteers who have been collecting signatures in the past two weeks. It's been a real steady stream of people coming, um, you know, twos and threes and fours. Chris Crone and Drew Glover's supporters see them as voices for the unheard. Crone and Glover have advocated for things like tenant protections and transitional homeless camps. They're part of what some people call the council's progressive majority. But for Polhamus, Crone and Glover take their agendas too far. She thinks they're disrespectful to fellow council members. She thinks they prioritize homeless people over the majority of residents. She thinks residents just want basic city services and public safety. Polhamus got upset with Crone and Glover in February. That's when Glover proposed putting a place for people to park and sleep for the night in Polhamus's neighborhood on Delaware Avenue. Crone supported Glover's idea. And that's when Polhamus joined a group organizing the recall. Not so much about issues as it is about being heard and about having a group that can uh, compromise and collaborate and listen to other people. It seems like they're not listening to, you know, different sides of the debate. It's, they're just, they're just pushing for their own side. That's Tom Gordon. He's a Santa Cruz resident. He signed the petition that day. For Gordon, it was about how Crone and Glover handled the closure of the Ross camp. For those of you who may not remember, the Ross camp was set up by homeless people near River Street and Highway 1 last fall. The camp had rampant drug use and fire hazards. The council was indecisive about how and when to close the camp. Crone and Glover wanted to clean the camp and then have an outside organization manage it. But a judge eventually ordered the camp closed. For months prior, the city struggled to find another place for homeless people to go. Glover requested that the staff identify, quote, all potential locations for a transitional encampment on city-owned property, close quote. Then there was a proposal to have a transitional camp near Depot Park. The neighbors staged a protest. Here's Scott Rogers. He lives by Depot Park and was one of the unhappy residents. He also signed the petition for the recall against Crone and Glover. It was pretty much told to us what was going to happen, and, it, and we were not asked what would be okay. So in my eyes, that's not what 
a city council member should do. He should try his best to appease to everybody versus what his agenda is. I also talked to Glenn Seiler. He also signed the petition. Their behavior in, in the city council meetings, you know, although most of it is that I, what I've heard, I don't go to city council meetings. Uh, fair enough. But, you know, they just don't seem to be willing to listen. You know, that's certainly the feedback I've gotten from my neighbors. Uh, but this whole thing about campers on, uh, on, on Delaware and, and this neighborhood in particular, you know, that it's, they've got to fix it. They can't, just, they can't just be tolerant, right? Tolerance is not the answer. Um, bleeding hearts is not the answer. You've got to do something. So how exactly does a recall work to remove a council member from office? The campaign organizers have until October 22 to collect 7,938 signatures on separate petitions for each council member. We don't have an official estimate yet from Santa Cruz United, the group that's leading the campaign. But organizers say they have more than 700 petition sheets in circulation and about 150 volunteers. Once the group submits the petitions to the Santa Cruz County Clerk, then the clerk has 30 days to verify the signatures. Then it's up to the city council to call a special election. So when would the recall appear on the ballot? It depends. After the council's order, by law, there must be an election within 125 days. That could be a special election, or it could be on the March 2020 ballot. That's also the presidential primary. The recall questions need more than 50% of the vote to pass. How much would a special election cost? That's also unclear, according to Santa Cruz County Clerk Gail Pellerin. The cost to hold a special election is about 2 to $3 per registered voter. As of the end of June, the city had about 39,500 registered voters. So a special election could cost around $100,000. Also, if the recall questions appear on a ballot, voters would get to pick a replacement on the same ballot. Candidates can run for those seats once the city council orders the election. Candidates have until 75 days before the election to file. Now that we heard from the proponents of the recall campaign, let's hear from Chris Crone and Drew Glover. Crone was elected to the council in 2016. His term ends in December 2020. He first served on the council from 98 to 2002. He also works at UCSC as an internship coordinator in the Environmental Studies Department. He's 61. Glover was elected last year. He's in his early 30s, and he works at the Resource Center for Nonviolence. I talked to Chris Crone in downtown Santa Cruz last week. He rejected the idea of a recall vote. The time to use a recall is when there is malfeasance of a public official or something, they've committed a criminal act. Uh, but right now, for Councilmember Glover and myself, we're doing what we said we, we were going to do when we were elected. And so I think it's... It's not the right use of the recall. He defended the way he handled the Ross camp. I was quite concerned uh, about drug use and overabundance of bicycle parts there. I spoke with people. There were people who weren't using drugs. There were many people who were using drugs. But I think folks 
on the whole, want to live in a community. And I think that's what it comes down to. And it's probably incumbent on the city to possibly offer opportunities for folks to do that who are less well-off and are really vulnerable people. Because a lot of those people, um, we can make attempts to get them work. There's a lot of people who probably won't work, disabled people and people with mental health issues that it's going to be really difficult to bring them back. But I think that if we have a managed camp, we have an opportunity to offer stuff, uh, services to them. I also interviewed Drew Glover at Santa Cruz City Hall last week. I asked him about residents who felt blindsided by proposals to open a transitional homeless camp in the city and allow car camping on Delaware Avenue. First, I apologize to anyone that um, had feelings of panic or frustration based off of the proposals that I brought forth. The goal is to open up community conversation about it. So in my proposals and bringing the plans forward, that opens up the opportunity for people from those neighborhoods that feel like they are against the proposal to come and engage with me to let me know, hey, I really don't like that. This is why. Uh, let's try to figure out another solution. Or, hey, I don't like that. Here's another idea that might work better for our community. That is what I would hope would come from people that may disagree with a plan moving forward. In addition to that, that was at a moment when there was torrential rain, it was cold, uh, people were living in mud, there's not being able to find clean places to dry your clothes, the existence of living in mud without access to showers. So I, I, I think it would have been fantastic to have the time to be able to go and meet with every person in a neighborhood and say, hey, this is what's going on. Uh, that, that would be fantastic. The, the situation that we found ourselves in, though, was one of an emergency. Another problem that recall supporters have is with Crone and Glover's perceived lack of civility in council meetings. Back in February, for example, Mayor Martine Watkins said in prepared remarks during a council meeting that she felt bullied by Crone and Glover during council meetings. I also understand that there are perceptions that my colleagues, both Councilmember Glover and Councilmember Crone, are intentionally bullying me because I am a woman. That if not for my, my gender, if I were a man, there would not be this question of my integrity. Last week, Crone said disagreement is to be expected on a city council. The, the council is not of one mind, um, and I think that's healthy for a democracy. I don't think everyone should be like Chris Crone. Let's have seven Chris Crones on the council. No, I think just as you know, you have ethnic uh, racial and gender diversity, you want political diversity. And right now, there's a four to three council. And when Sandy Brown, Councilmember Sandy Brown and myself were in the five to two minority, we had to work quite hard to try and get issues um, on the agenda, making motions. So, I mean, this is a lot of, a lot of politics is going on. Um, some of the, you know, saying that things aren't well it's, you know, it, it plays out in terms of there's real disagreements. There's real disagreements over affordable housing. Everybody says they're for affordable housing, but not everybody agrees on what level of affordable housing. Everyone agrees on we've got a homeless crisis, but how to address that homeless crisis, everyone doesn't agree. I asked Glover about the accusations of bullying. Here's what he had to say. First of all, I'd, I'd love for them to give me an example of what that means, because up until this point, there has been no specific example given as to what that behavior, when that was exhibited, first of all. Um, secondly, I 
have a very direct way of communicating. If you say something and it's either counter to what you just said or something that you've claimed in the past, or I disagree with it, I'm going to bring it up and say, Hey, I disagree with that. Or, well, what about this? Or, uh, wait, that's not, that doesn't match what you said before, or, you know, holding people accountable to what they have to say, because to have someone say one thing and do another is dangerous in a lot of different ways, especially if they're policymakers. Uh, we want to be able to trust our elected officials and uh, believe what they say. Another reason people are trying to recall Glover is because he testified in federal court against the city's plans to close the Ross camp. The recall petition says, quote, in a sworn statement, Glover claimed that there was no health and safety risk at the Ross camp, contradicting the fire chief and county health officer. Actually, Glover's declaration states that he never, quote, observed anything that could arguably be considered an imminent or unmanageable risk to public safety, close quote. Glover was saying that the problem could have been fixed. I was, uh, it was requested by uh, individuals from the community, specifically those experiencing homelessness, that I share my perspective uh, about my observations of the Ross camp and of the potential to renovate it without its closure. I don't see what's wrong with me sharing my, with my perspective. I didn't sue the city, which is a, a kind of false narrative that's going on around the community that I myself sued the city while I'm working for it, which makes absolutely no sense. Why wouldn't I share my perspective? Am I trying to protect the city that I think is doing something that is unnecessary? Uh, and is it my job to, because I am employed by the city, then stand by as it abuses the poor people in our community? What is my role? as a council member? Is it to stand up for what I see as being wrong and then work through my uh, position to draw attention to it and then ideally alleviate the suffering? Or is it my job to coalesce with the decisions of the city? When asked to sum up their thoughts, here's what Chris Crone and Drew Glover said you should know. Chris Crone again. I think that if you want a council member to actually be on the side of folks who do not make all that tech money from over the hill, and are making less than $100,000, that is a council member that I'm, that, that's the constituency that I want to support, not support, but represent. So don't take what some petition gatherer on the corner has to say about me. You don't know me. They don't know me. Uh, they've never met me or spoken to me. They're operating off of what they've been told by someone else or with their observations. So come and engage so that we can build a stronger community instead of continually breaking it apart. If they come to me and tell me what they have a problem with and it's in my plan, then I can work with them to work, to figure out a way around that. But if they're just a straight no on camps, no on homeless services, no on affordable housing, no on transportation, no on just cause rental stuff, we have a different ideology. In case you're wondering where the other five council members stand on the recall, we ask them. Sandy Brown is opposed to the recall. Mayor Martine Watkins and Donna Myers declined to take a position. Cynthia Matthews and Vice Mayor Justin Cummings did not respond to our request for comment. The City Council meets next on August 13. Before we go, just a quick reminder. Our Santa Cruz local membership drive starts August 19. We've posted some membership info on our website, santacruzlocal.org. More details to come on that. Special thanks to Cruz.io for providing interview space for this episode. Also, thanks to our sponsor, Santa Cruz Works. 
More thanks go to Stephen Baxter for editing the script. Music was by Poddington Bear at SantaPicture.com. I'm Kara Myberg-Guzman. Thanks for listening to Santa Cruz Local.